1: Today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Ponko Chicken. Ponko Chicken, if you did not already know, is a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine. Uh, there are stores, if you're not familiar, um, all around the Atlanta area. Uh, there's one in Marietta now. There's one in Buckhead. There's one in Chamblee. There's one in uh, Midtown. They're popping up everywhere because Ponko is awesome and uh, they're like family, so um go check out Ponko if you have not already. It is the home of the award winning Japanese American chicken tender, just to brag on them a little bit more. They were Verizon Super Bowl Live top selling vendor, three-peat Taste of Atlanta Award winner, um, Midtown Alliance Best Taste winner. Just they won all the awards because Ponko is great and Ponko is delicious. So if you are in the Atlanta area and are looking to try something new and good and delicious, Go check out Ponco Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. Uh, also, if you have not already, go check out ChaseThomasPodcast.com. It's where all of my episodes to all of my podcasts are, all of my writing that I do, uh, more information on me and who I am um, and why you should be listening to this podcast and reading my work and all of that great stuff. Go do that. Go to Chase Thomas Podcast today. If you're an Apple podcast listener, go ahead and leave me five stars and a rating and a review. That's great. I need it. Um, It helps the show continue to grow and all of that good stuff. Um, You can listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, like I said, Apple, Google Play, everywhere where you can get your podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast will be there. So go do that today. Um, all right. I think that's everything. We can get into today's episode. Uncle Darren, let's go. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. Um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate I already hate it. I hate it. Alright, hello and good morning. Uh, it is Friday morning, Valentine's Day, and there's nothing I would rather do on a Valentine's Day morning than talk about professional wrestling with The Athletic's Chris Vanini. Chris, good morning. How are you doing, sir?
0: I'm pretty well. It's been a busy week of coaching change news. I'm ready to talk about something else.
1: Yeah, you're, I think you're all out of Mel Tucker takes.
0: I, I'm, t- I'm tuckered
1: out. At- okay uh i'll allow it i'll allow it Uh, (laughs) um yeah no that that's the thing that happened and uh if you want to learn more about mel tucker and what went on there uh go read the athletic and go read chris's piece on it and go read uh all the athletics coverage on who could be the next coach to colorado and read andy staples piece today on mel tucker and just coaching changes and how we should look at that um it was a good piece so go check all that out uh, but no, we're gonna talk about professional wrestling because Chris and I love professional wrestling, and a lot happened on both WWE and AEW television this week. But I have to start here. Uh, I'm very mad online. I guess uh, mad on the microphone right now over Buddy Murphy getting the uh the name drop treatment. <laughs> um, he is now just Murphy. Um, because that is a very fun thing to chant, and there's nothing that says this guy's gonna be a top level star like a name. Murphy.
0: Yeah, I, I I guess the the reasoning that's been thrown around is because Buddy is uh, feels like a good guy name, but there's a lot of Buddies in professional wrestling history. Buddy Rogers and stuff like that. It, if anything, it's like an ironic name. It, it could work. I I think the whole cutting the name thing is weird and completely unnecessary. Uh, I don't think it's that big of a deal with the branding, but. It is what it is. Maybe maybe he'll be a buddy. Maybe he'll be a buddy again one day, but at least he's, you know, in main events and stuff, and uh, that's always good to see.
1: Or just give him his real name. His real name's like Matthew Adams, so just do that, Matt Adams. Well,
0: you can't copyright that, probably.
1: But, I mean, there are tons of guys with their real name that wrestle with their real name. Just give him a
0: normal human being name. What about that? I mean, I don't know. Matthew Adams is not a memorable name either i think buddy murphy is probably better was john cena
1: memorable <laughs> name at the time
0: i think cena is dwayne I mean, johnson he, 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 yeah well not dwayne johnson but that's why he was that's why he was uh rocky maivia
1: steve austin you could give him like a thing a stone cold steve austin changes everything you could give murphy like buddy murphy some sort
0: i don't know you could have my first with Matt adams yeah. my first thought was badass but there's already badass. Again. I can't take that. Or maybe you could just uh, throw another shot at AEW, but.
1: That wouldn't be the worst thing.
0: Um... But I don't know. Like, Big- Biggie, what I got? Biggie Langston, Adrian Neville, Antonio Cesaro. Uh, Andrade oh uh, uh, Yeah, Mustafa Ali, who got it back? Yes, he did. He did get it back. I, I, I just think it's, like, if you were explaining this to somebody who doesn't watch wrestling, they would ask what their name was. And if you said Murphy, say Murphy, what, or what Murphy? Like, it's not a, it's not a, people don't talk like that. People don't refer to somebody as one name and you, you can still just call him Murphy on the mic or whatever, but to officially like drop his name, just feels really weird.
1: Yeah. And also like buddy, like you said, it's just kind of ironic with the way you talk to people where you're like, Hey buddy. Like it's one of those things where I don't think it's ever like a term of endearment uh, most of the yeah. time. Yeah, uh, I don't know. They're they're overthinking this stuff, and it's just silly. Like I I would just love to sit on the meetings one day when they go through this kind of stuff where they're like, ooh, could we work on how we're booking the raw tag team division and how we're booking our baby faces?" No. What if we spent forty five minutes constructing all the avenues of Buddy Murphy's career trajectory if we keep his name or drop the buddy part of it. And let's, let's do that. Clear your schedules. This is what we're doing the rest of this Tuesday.
0: Yeah. I, I'm sometimes I'm surprised at the guys who get one name and some guys who don't. Uh, I I liked Adrian San Almas as well. Change, I don't know. Adrian. is just it's, like Charlotte is Charlotte, but sometimes she's Charlotte flair. Like that's the way to handle it. Like sometimes yeah. you refer to her as her full name maybe most of the time you just refer to her as her one name Uh, I I don't know I think that's a a way to make it still feel like a and not a brand
1: yeah well I mean can you imagine just how much of a bigger star Randy Orton would have been if he had been
0: when he was Randy
1: uh, yeah just Randy
0: (laughs) (laughs) that would be pretty funny
1: um but that's enough name talk uh that is just something that i had to mention on this podcast because uh it just i i I was embarrassed that it drove me nuts for like a solid seven minutes this week um john cena is coming back and i for one am surprised that john cena is coming back he doesn't have to come back he's doing a lot of stuff fast nine like comes out in what may um he's going to be a busy guy over the next couple months as he always is but um it complicates things on SmackDown. It complicates what they're going to do. We know what Roman Reigns wants. We know where they're going with the Fiend. Like Dana Bryan's kind of screwed here. But like what do you what do you make of John Cena coming back and his it seems like he is, by all indications, if you trust the dirt sheets, is that he gets to pick who he wants to face um at WrestleMania. And we could see a universal title match between Cena and the Fiend, or we could see Reigns versus the Fiend. Um, what do you think of all of that right now?
0: I'm just glad Cena's back. I mean, I, I like him. He's he's um, the last five years of him really has been just really solid stuff. Basically, from his U.S. title reign on, I've I've generally enjoyed him being around. He's he puts guys over. He's still good on the mic, all that jazz. I, I, I'm curious if him coming back and whatever leads into WrestleMania, if it will lead to anything. A year from now when they've announced wrestlemania in los angeles and i'm yeah. wondering i'm wondering if they'll do anything with Cena in this run maybe at wrestlemania to like to do some sort of to be continued in a year from now at wrestlemania hollywood because you, you know they're going to bring every up for that one and you're right it doesn't necessarily fit anywhere um so I, I doubt that they would bring Cena back. He, he's tied Flair, right? Is he tied Flair or is he one behind Flair?
1: I think he's tied Flair. I thought he had one more to break Flair's record. I could be wrong, but I think okay. he did.
0: Yeah, like, I, I don't know if they would just bring him back out of the blue, pick a guy to fight and win his title there or not. Maybe they do it a year from now or something like that. I, I wouldn't mind at this point seeing Cena break the record because I, I think uh, – even though it's on a I'm glad Cena's back. I like him. I'm excited to see him. Honestly, I hate when they announce these things. I get why they announce these things, because it's going to pop a rating. But I, I just, I want everybody who comes back to be a surprise. Like, imagine yeah. Im- imagine Cena's return just out of the blue on a SmackDown. Like, we would have gone nuts. Um, or like and that's, if they
1: had done Lesnar when he returned in F5 Cena, like, almost 10 years ago now. Like, the reaction to that was just insane i remember losing my mind over it like if they had just been like brock lesnar's returning uh to confront john cena this week
0: yeah like the difference I'll, is just ridiculous right i was so glad edge was a surprise return i was so worried that yeah that they were that they were going to announce it or something like that and so i it, it, it played out perfectly it was great it's exactly what you want those, those moments are why you watch professional wrestling when you when something happens that you didn't expect and that's when you freak out. That's why I hate reading the dirt sheets personally because I don't want spoilers. I don't want whatever that kind of stuff. Because the fun is not is is the surprise. So Cena's back. It's not a surprise, but I'm still excited to see him back.
1: I would pull the trigger on Cena winning the Universal title at uh, or the WWE title, excuse me, on uh, WrestleMania in Tampa. I, I the Fiend sucks. The Fiend sucks, and you got to get the belt off of him. And if you want to give uh, like. If we're looking at the two main events right now, and maybe the three main events, depending on how you like where they place Becky's uh, title match against Shayna Baszler on the card, um, all three stink bombs in the making. So uh, you, I don't think you can do Reigns versus Fiend, which is going to be just the crowd is not going to be into this match at all. Like, we know where that's I, going. We know I don't know. Going. I that think Roman, it's I, Seth Rollins Br- Br- on steroids. Like he's just going to hit twelve spears. He's going to keep doing that same stuff over and over again. It's uh, there's no way they plan that out where that match hits.
0: I just think they have really good chemistry together. I, Roman and, and Bray and Roman and Braun had just have good chemistry together. And in and, and I I don't know if I would. I, I think they could put together a pretty good match. Actually, while we're recording this, some uh, breaking news: Kathy Kelly just tweeted that she is um, leaving WWE with uh, her takeover being set take uh, takeover Portland being her last uh, one. So she's looking like she's moving on to something else. So uh, oh. we will miss her. That sucks. Kathy Kelly's yeah. really good. Yeah, I know. I thought so too. I mean, I mean maybe huh. she got some, maybe she got a bigger job offer somewhere else and maybe we'll see her somewhere else. But uh, yeah, that's a tough loss for WWE. you year
1: of uh, Dasha Gonzalez. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Who had Kathy Kelly leaving before Renee Young? Who who had that in their Survivor pool? Yeah,
0: that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, yeah, also yeah, Charlie Caruso, who kind of does ESPN and WWE together. So uh, I don't know. She, if, that's guess part we'll of it. find out where she, she goes.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was capped at NXT and couldn't go up and move up. I don't know. Um, I'm sure there'll be all kinds of reports and uh, maybe her and. Uh, Dinah Conti uh, are going to create a tag team on the Indies. <laughs> can rule it out.
0: Yeah, um, but yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I wouldn't hate Reigns Fiend. I, I I I don't know if we if we did C- if it was Cena versus Fiend. I think we'd all be just waiting for like oh, Cena wins Fiend. Like you can't it, it, Cena winning that match just automatically buries the Fiend, whether or not they try to make him look good Perfect. or not. Just love it. Do it just, now. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't hate the fiend. I actually. I actually have liked how they've done the the two personalities bits. I like when Bray wrestles in the in the sweater and that kind of stuff. So I. I think. I. I, I don't hate. You enjoyed it. that mismatch. Oh, I did. I did. I. I, okay. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I did. Okay. I. Um. I. I. I don't know if it was the right call to go put the title on them back when they did. Like I. I, I don't know, but. They did. They did it when they did it. And you kind of got to deal with it now. So, um, I don't know. I don't hate it. I sometimes I think the matches were laid out a little bit differently, but I, I, I'm fine with Fiend. I think you can. I think you can take this going somewhere else. I'd rather see Fiend versus the Undertaker and the Fiend beat the Undertaker. Honestly, that's what I'd like to see. Oh no! 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 no.
1: Undertaker! I don't want anywhere near WrestleMania. He's going to be near WrestleMania, but I've been good right. on Undertaker matches for seven years now. Like I, I'm good. Don't need sure. to see anymore. Like it should have sure. been over after the bro- brothers of destruction and DX match from last year. Like that should have been it. we're, we're like, okay, this is ridiculous. We got it. We got to stop this.
0: Um, it, yeah, it should have been on a while ago. But if you're gonna do it, at least do it to put to put um to put them over. Like I, I imagine at the Saudi show. Well, I don't know Goldberg versus Fiend. <laughs> did did this Fiend get that boost going into WrestleMania? I think that's what should happen. I. I think goldberg's at a point where he's fine with doing that but i don't know it's in saudi arabia maybe they just want to see goldberg smash somebody because if goldberg wins that then fiend is then fiend is done then he's really done is it non-title i think it's a i I think it's a title match okay
1: because that's what i would do is i'd make it non-title to get to wiggle out of it and have goldberg win and fiend keep the belt because they've done weird stuff like that before where they've taken the title implications off. And, like, are we sure it's all, like, what happens in Saudi Arabia is kayfabe to what happens? Um, I, I don't know. It
0: is. It, it all is. It the is. Same? Yeah.
1: Cannon, excuse me.
0: Yeah, because we Sometimes have the best one in the world. We have the best. Yeah. In, let me see. Uh, Fiend versus Bray Wyatt. Yep. The championship is on the line. Huh. I'm sorry. Wyatt versus Goldberg. The, the championship is on the line. Yep.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're booking themselves oh. into a corner there, and it seems like because Goldberg, by all accounts, popped the little rating uh-huh. and people are interested in Goldberg, um, more 11. I am kind of confused as to why they're doing this heading into WrestleMania unless the plan is to put the belt back on Goldberg and do Goldberg versus uh, either Reigns or Goldberg. Because like, you could do the whole spear thing with reigns for the title at mania but that would be an interesting swerve because it's clear that they are not happy that smackdown and raw get roughly the same ratings and smackdown is supposed to be the A show and get these uh pop a much better rating on a weekly basis than raw um but i uh i don't know i think there's a lot of ways they can go i would not hate i mean what i would have done is i would have uh i would have had daniel bryan win the title away from bray and then i would have done daniel versus now that Cena's available, just do Daniel versus Cena at
0: at Mania. That's, that's yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Like I said, I mean i I wouldn't have I wouldn't have gotten the Fiend in the title picture at the time that they did, but for the long run, so
1: yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see what happens. What is your gut telling you? Do you think we're getting Reigns versus Fiend for the title, and then Cena versus? Uh, I don't even know. Like Cena versus. Who's left? I mean, I guess you could do Cena Bryan um for non title just as a rivalry match. Um I don't know. Like what what would your best guess be?
0: I think hmm, I don't know. I, I I think Cena Bryan makes sense. But then what would he... out of out of Rain I so I guess that would be Rain's Fiend, though for some reason I feel like Undertaker Fiend might happen. So that would but that would leave Roman out. I'm not sure. I I, I guess I'll say My prediction is Cena Bryan and uh, Fiend Roman It's my guess.
1: You know what they they could do that would be really simple and easy and fun and the crowd would actually love is Cena comes back and then AJ Styles comes out and beats up John Cena and just shouts into the mic, beating up John Cena. (laughs) You know what people love? AJ Styles saying into a microphone, beating up John Cena. What if you just did that? Just had a barn burner and give them twenty minutes to just go steal the show again. Like, just you know, go do
0: that. I'd forgotten about that. that. That was AJ on. I know we got hurt, but is he yeah. on SmackDown? Uh, no, he's on Raw. He's on Raw. I mean, doesn't matter for WrestleMania. For you could <laughs> do
1: the Shawn Michaels. Oh, versus I would. Burdangle I think
0: I, that's, a, that's another. That's another one right there. Seeing AJ, great chemistry. Their matches are yes. always really fun. I would have. I would absolutely love to watch a non-title match between the two of them at a WrestleMania.
1: You could do Shinsuke versus Cena and really have Shinsuke finish the job that he almost did last time on John Cena to really put out of professional wrestling forever.
0: I'm not a big I'm not a big Nakamura guy, but it is what it is. Same, same.
1: Um, on Raw this week, we got Lynch versus Oscar again, and I'd written down in my notes at the time where this like at the Royal Rumble they had the best match of the night. Mm -hmm. they have, we're talking about chemistry. Like those two have the best chemistry of anyone in the women's division. Those Mm two will always put on a great match. Oscar's great. Um, Becky Lynch is great against the right opponent. She was great here. Um, I just, I feel bad because then you have Baszler coming out after in the comic, comically bad (laughs) blood of her, like biting her neck and uh, Shayna Baszler apparently being a vampire now. (laughs) To to sell this feud. Um, I have not enjoyed a Shayna Baszler match in like two and a half years, I guess. And I don't – it just kind of sucks that we're moving from Asuka to Baszler at Mania because there is – I don't know how you could watch Lynch and Oscar uh, work and then be like, you know what? What if we got rid of this now, we gave away another five-star match on Raw, and then we did just a slow pace prodding, sleeper at WrestleMania with Lynch, our top women's star, and uh, Shayna Baszler. Like, what if we did that?
0: Yeah, I – you never know what with NXT people come up, but Baszler, whether it was the, the survivor series finish or the weird thing on Monday, they, I don't know. They need to figure it out. I, I feel like they, they should position her as, as a, like a Ronda Rousey, but better or a Ronda Rousey friend, get whatever. You don't have to have Ronda, but basically be like, you know, I, I, I could kick Ronda's ass. I'll, I'll finish the job that Ronda couldn't or, or something like that. Just make it a fight I, I don't know we'll see where they go with the the blood thing i i don't think she's going to be the new gangrel or anything <laughs> but uh mm-hmm. it was it was a weird positioning we need uh we need reasons we need reasons that these people want to fight and w- why she wanted to choose to bite her instead of choking her out for the first time just for now she's deciding to bite people i don't know we'll it's see. weird
1: um what I would probably do, and this is the best way of I, I think of salvaging this feud, is I think no matter what, Rhonda's gotta be involved. Like she has to appear on television, um, leading into WrestleMania. Like she has to be involved in this for this to make any sense. Um But I would also probably position Rousey as a babyface where I would actually have her in Becky's corner at this mania, where like Rhonda's like, Shana, you've got it, like you've lost it, you've gone too far, like I think the crowd would really pop for those two in a corner together because the crowd wants to cheer Rousey anyway and Ronda Rousey's awesome. So I would actually sell this feud as like Shayna has lost her best friend and the reason she got into WWE and everything because she was so obsessed with beating Lynch and avenging her friend and all this other stuff. Like, I think that would actually be a compelling story if you went down that rabbit hole of Rousey choosing Lynch.
0: Ronda, Ronda stuff here. Yeah, how, how, how Wait, about this again? if we're just kind of? Throw, how about this if we're just throwing stuff out there? Uh, R- Ronda comes back and kind of in, with Shayna, introduces Shayna, whatever. They're they're partners together, they're friends. Ronda's not fighting, but she's in Shayna's corner as she does some fighting. Eventually, Shayna feels that she's better than Rousey and, and knocks her out and whatever. And, and maybe Ronda goes into Becky's side for the WrestleMania match or something like that, or even Shayna when she wins the title and when she wins the title she pushes ronda aside because she thinks she's better than ronda and she doesn't need any help or or something like that i think there's definitely a a way to go with it but you gotta you gotta make her look like a a badass because that's what she that's what she is and if if you can do that via ronda to give her the rub to make her look good uh, uh you know that would work as well
1: yeah um i don't know but I'm excited to have Ronda Rousey back on television because Ronda Rousey is uh, actually good at professional wrestling. Um, I like that on raw this week too. They're starting to very good. momentum. Uh, ricochet winning matches is a good thing. And it's an easy thing that they should have been doing for like the last year. Uh, guys in purgatory post NXT, him, Alistair black, guys like that. Um, he needed that, uh, interaction with Lashley, like like ricochet versus Lesnar has legs. um, And I think that would that'd be fun. And I'm hoping that they actually give it a real, real shot. Maybe this summer. Maybe do Ricochet Lesnar at Summerslam. But um, Ricochet winning matches actually good in my opinion.
0: Yeah, no, I like that the way they did that with Lashley. Like you need stuff like that to happen, and it's not a surprise roll up or distraction finish. He just wins. Like you just you need. Guys, to, to to win and get momentum, and when they do that, people will get behind them. It's exactly what happened with Drew McIntyre. Like it's this is this is basic stuff. And, and you know, one thing I'd say about AEW that I've liked so far is that it, whatever you think about the point system they're doing or they're not doing, it generally feels like anybody can beat anybody in a, in a match. Matters, you know. You need Ricochet to do stuff like that and not just be a tag team guy, or to have. <coughs> Alistair Black just beat up on jobbers like that doesn't that doesn't do anything you need guys to beat it just it needs to uh, counts when you beat somebody And cliche beating Lashley to head into Lesnar like it was a great idea it gets everybody excited and makes you think oh this is what he can do it was perfect do you think
1: McIntyre is winning I was talking to um, a colleague of yours Mike Pellucci of the athletic last week about this um I'm not sure it's a guarantee that he's beating Lesnar at Mania. I I haven't... I I don't... Because it's happening so fast. Before this Royal Rumble win, he wasn't positioned as a top guy. He was just the... All these nicknames with no substance. He, He was winning squashes. He was not a big fixture of Raw. He... There was no build. It was just this guy eliminated Lesnar, so now he's going to be the top guy in the company. I... I understand why people are buying in. His stuff has been great. His promos have been great. He was good with MVP this week. Like he is, he is flourishing right now. However, it's a lot happening in the last month, and guys like that, I'm never 100 percent certain on if the company is really all in on building up this guy as a long term fixture, or this is the Braun thing where they're just like, well, we need someone to be a top guy to face Braun, uh, to face Brock. Excuse me for. Uh, a big pay-per-view. And then we're going to push him back down to the upper mid card. My gut tells me he's not winning, and they're going to do the upper mid card with him. But I could be wrong. What What do you think? What is your gut telling me, you? Do you think that McIntyre's rise is real and has staying power? Or do you think Lesnar is still in a good position to beat McIntyre at Mania?
0: I, I think McIntyre wins. But, I mean, Brock matches are always... We have surprises finishes all the time now because every, everything with Brock is so meta and, <laughs> and you know, I like, you know, he's the chosen one, you know. Drew is the chosen one and maybe he's going to fulfill the prophecy of bringing balance to the World Wrestling Federation. Um, I I was, I was the was fan in TNA and I really liked what he was doing there. Then when he came back over to WWE I liked what they had going for him and then they made him a goober losing to Roman a million times, and it, I have had a hard time buying into him just yet. I like him. He's got everything he could want, but in my mind, it was not that long ago that he was losing, I don't know, if the handicap matches or whatever and just kind of looking like, mm-hmm. but what I can't deny is that the fans are really into him. You know, his, his countdown stuff, uh, they are really popping for him, and mm-hmm. I think I think they should... I think they should go forward with it, make him the champion, put it on him. You got to build a new star. They, they, have not, they've not built stars in years, really since Cena, the only main crossover stars that they've built uh, are are Dana Bryan and CM Punk guys who kind of, it happened in spite of support from WWE. Basically, I I think they need to go all in on on Drew here. Haven't beat Lesnar put him everywhere, have him do interviews all around the world, make him the face of the company. I, I think there's a lot you can sell them. He's a great talker. He's, he's a really personable guy. I think he'd be a good face of the company. I think they should put him over Brock and, and WrestleMania with him as the champion and make it feel like we're moving into something else here.
1: I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I, it would be fine. It'd be a welcome change. But I also think they overthought it and went Galaxy Brain and they had just Kevin Owens sitting there. Like I think the crowd would pop more, and it'd feel more believable if you did Owens versus Lesnar.
0: I, I agree. I, 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 Kevin Owens is the guy I would build a company around day one, absolutely.
1: But they're not going to do it, and it's clear they're not going to do it, and it's clear where they see him. Um, he's a good hand. He's in the, he's in purgatory right now. Um, they're trying to get Alistair Black out of purgatory because he beat Akira Tozawa in a minute and twenty minutes. Um. This is the difference between AEW and WWE in a nutshell. These two wrestlers are both very good. And you can have Aleister Black look great and also have a 12-minute match with Akira Tozawa because Akira Tozawa is also great. It Mm -hmm. is not going to hurt Aleister Black to have a long, fun wrestling match against Akira Tozawa. He does not look weaker for it. That is not how people look at professional wrestling anymore. Like They just want to see good matches. These kind of squashes against good talent is so silly to me. Like, what are you doing? You could build something with a Tozawa here and just have fans remember, like, remember that time Tazawa and Black went at it on Raw for 15 minutes? Like, they just did it with Murphy. The reason mm-hmm. Murphy and Black was so well, like, was awesome was because they gave them time to just kick each, kick each other's heads off. And that could have been a just another type of thing with Tzawa, and I don't understand why they do stuff like that. Um, it's good that Black is building momentum and he's never been pinned and all this other stuff, but, like... Stuff like that is very frustrating to me because where they give so much time on other areas of this show, not giving Black versus Tazawa like 12 to 15 minutes is just silly.
0: Yeah, it, I don't know. It feels like so many times there's a match on Raw or SmackDown that the story is about one guy and and, and not the other guy. And you could... It, it, does, it doesn't have to... Don't make it one minute. It doesn't have to be 12 minutes. Maybe it's seven minutes. Like, you can you can make both people look good in a match. You can make someone look good in a loss. Like it, it, if black goes toe to toe with Tozawa, they have a great finish and black wins. It, it, it elevates both of them. And if you do this all the time with everybody, it just raises the floor of, of, of everything going on. And, and that has been something that's been nice about, uh, AEW is that you feel like everybody matters. It, it, there's so many matches for a three hour show on raw. Like there's just a lot of instances where someone who you have been trained to know does not matter is, is getting attention. And it's just, a, it's just a waste of time. It feels like it's just trying to fill time instead of, uh, I, and like they don't all have to be 15 minute, you know, five third match type of deals, but you just, things need to be competitive and, 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 and you can tell a story through that. That's, I mean, it's another issue. I, I think Tom Phillips is, is much better than Cole, but, for all the issues Jim Ross has had with calling AEW matches at times, he still has the little things that elevate everybody in the ring. It, it, it makes everybody look good. There are no jokes about how somebody's losing or looks bad or something like that. It's generally meant to just elevate everybody in your eyes, and that, and that brings everybody up. A-
1: I think that's the basis of all elite wrestling, right? Is everyone there is elite like that's the whole point is everyone there can mm-hmm. beat anybody like that is like everybody's on the same playing field everybody um is just i they're they're the playing field is leveled and like you said in wwe it's very clear who's where where the company sees certain people who's positioned um top to bottom and uh I don't know. It's just different uh, ideologies, and I just happen to side more with AEWs. Um, speaking of
0: A, well, uh, well, and NXT yeah. as well. NXT is the same way. NXT does it yeah. like AEW, and that it, it feels like everybody in every, every match you're watching, it feels like both people matter, and it's just not always the case on Raw or SmackDown.
1: True, unless it's like Raul Mendoza, who I think is not one of NXT in <laughs> three and a half years. <laughs> sure, so there are sure, some guys. Um, AEW. I thought my, I think the best thing on AEW this week was Santana's promo at JR. Mm -hmm. And that line about, that's my life every day um, in regards to his dad who actually um, did lose his sight. Mm -hmm. Just that video package and just bringing it all together uh, with Moxley and just that whole feel. Like it was perfect. I don't think anybody saw that coming. I thought that had a big match feel seeing Santana and Moxley work hand in hand it just santana is going to be a future top single star in that company and he has all the makings of a top girl. he he's gonna be good and i thought moxley did a great job i love the ending where it just they can't see each other and Moxley's just blind and trying to find a, where santana is and just lucks into a dirty deeds and gets the pinfall but um i thought everything about this show with santana and moxley was was perfect and then uh Jeff Cobb, he's filling that Rhino void on the Indies. So shout out to AEW and getting their Rhino.
0: Yeah, no, and back to the Santana thing. Like that's that was one of the things they did. in The first episode of AEW, um, early on, they did they did the Cody stuff. They did the Darby Allen stuff. Like this is how you build interest in things. You you sell these characters as people. You don't sell them as brands with 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 a move name and a catchphrase that you put on a T shirt. Like you you have to feel like you're investing in these people. And Santana's a guy who's probably at the the bottom end of the inner circle to rank, you know, who's most popular. And they took a guy who was probably at the bottom of the back and they got you invested in him right before this match and you're like, oh wow, now I I'm I'm interested to see what happens to this guy against this other fight. It just, it's just that's another example of elevating someone who's lower down and it makes everybody look better. So when Mox beats him, it's not it's not a five minute uh, type of dude, because he's a he's a stooge for the for for the faction. No, everybody in that group matters, and and that's that's how you tell stories. It's how you get people to care about the people involved. I I, I wish AEW would keep doing stuff like that. That NXT once in a while dips into that kind of stuff. That's good. That's the kind of stuff we just don't get on on Raw or SmackDown. And it, it, that's it's it's pro wrestling one on one. You gotta have a reason to be interested in the people that are on your screen. And it's, you know, everybody talks about AEW. It's Oh, it's about the, it's about the matches. It's about the flips. It's about the, whatever, like it, it's not, we care about the elite. to this point, whether it's through BT or other things, you got an inside look at their lives and that promo or uh, that, that video package with Santana and JR, absolutely perfect completely well done. Got me interested in a match that I was, it, it, it took it to another level. They poke each other's eye out. It's, okay. You got that going on, but it took it to another level. It made it deeper and it made it matter. It was a great job.
1: Um, SCU, uh, no reaction again. Okay. I, I feel bad because SCU, they're talented wrestlers, all that kind of stuff, but it's just, they've never been over. It's never worked. They, I think they got built a little too high too fast and I think company kind of overthought putting the belts just on the Young Bucks right away um, and probably should have done that in retrospect but um, this was a great match they have great chemistry with Hangman and Kenny Omega mm-hmm. uh, this was this was fun um, this was like an actual good example of a rematch clause type thing uh, because it felt like a big match feel um, didn't come off as like the SE was jobbers and all this other stuff and it made them still look good Do you think they're leading to Scorpio breaking off? Because that's where I think they're going.
0: I mean, maybe I I think the biggest thing with, with an SCU versus hangman and Omega match is that you watching it, you kind of know they're all friends. So I I would be fascinated. Offers or something like that is to see a real heel version of SCU, uh, Maybe they're not on BT anymore. or Maybe their heel's on BT or something like that. But you, when you have people you know are friends fighting each other, um, it's not as – doesn't feel as edgy uh, going on. I, I still think there's a lot you can do with SCU. When, when they fought uh, Jurassic Express, was that a double or nothing? Was that the first pay-per-view or one of them? That was the most over anybody was in any sort of match. I think there's a lot that they can um, – do their, uh, Scorpio sky. I love that. He got the, the championship match with Jericho. Great stuff. Uh, uh, he, he is, he can be a star of that company. I absolutely think so. Whether or not that happens now, I don't know, but I still think there's a lot of potential with them. They just kind of got to find an edge basically.
1: Yeah. Um, I'm interested to see where they go with that. Um, and also with pages character. So two characters to watch is Scorpio sky and page over the next couple months, I think. Um, now the Rose. They had to do it. I think they had to put the title on her after everything in the last couple of months. It did like if she doesn't win there, what are you doing? Like you might as well just go ahead and mm-hmm. raise her because this mm-hmm. just she has to win at some point. And um she won. Rio looked strong. Uh the Brock Lesnar of AEW came off looking good. But uh she's it felt like a send off kind of. Did that feel like that to you? Where Rio's obviously not there all the time anyway, but I would not be surprised if we don't see Rio around for a long time.
0: I, I have, I have, I have no idea on that. I know she's really close with Kenny and stuff like that, but uh, it was, it was just, it was hard to buy her as a champion as a yeah. what, ninety-eight pound person. And they, they told really good stories that that triple threat match, um, a couple of weeks or months back. They, they, it was they made it believable. The, the fight on on Wednesday, they made it uh, believable. They do a good job of that, but just generally kind of just seeing her as a champion in this division is still hard to take in. And I, I think it had to be Nyla Rose and I think it's great that she won. I I've loved everything. Nyla Rose has been doing since, since she has started with, with AEW. I think there's still so much that they can do with her. So I think it had to be done. Um, it was a good match and I enjoyed it. And I don't think Rio. Uh, be gone or anything, but um, I think it kind of happened the way it needed to happen.
1: Um, yeah, and I think this is going to be interesting to see who they position. I'm assuming Chris Statlander, but uh, I don't know. I'm I'm fascinated by what they do. They just need to keep hiring female talent because they don't have nearly enough depth in the women's division right now. They
0: well, they, I, they, I think. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the talent is up and down, but anything. I, I think they just. They need stories and they don't have it in the women's division. That was kind of a, they're just figuring it out. Now the last handful of weeks, I think they've done a really good job with stories in the men's division and in the, and I guess in the tag team division, that it's more than just two people fighting. Like there's gotta be feeling behind a lot of it. They still haven't reached that point with the women's division. You know, Brandy's doing her cult recruiting thing. That's weird. You got (laughs) Chris. And it's just, it's hard to, you don't feel connected to a lot of it, uh, really. So I think they're still trying to find the way. I think you need some more, more. I, I think the talent they've got could work. I think they just need to, you, you just don't feel invested in it yet because they haven't necessarily all been presented in a good way. I think turning Britt Baker heel has been a great move. She's getting some real heat out there. Uh, that's something you can build off of in that division. Um, I think they're still just still finding their way.
1: Yeah um and we'll we'll have to see but um big swole's there they have they have options so we'll 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 see what they do um Mm -hmm. mj is this last thing i want to touch on with AEW. um he did the flair strut and i was thinking about this and thinking about his theme song and thinking about his character and thinking about what he's so good at and more than anything it's his charisma and i guess i just hadn't really considered it before but like there really is a lot of parallels between him and young rick flair and mm-hmm. the dirtiest player in the game, just everything—the money, the just the looks, the attitude, everything about it—it it just it does scream young Ric Flair. And I just—I guess for whatever reason, I'm sure I'm not the first person to bring this up, but just seeing it, you're like, oh, I get it. Okay, I I could see it. I could see. I mean, that's obviously a very very high bar, and it's unfair to put on him to be that. But like, that is something i just destruct you're like oh okay i could see this
0: he, he is killing it i mean from the first time i saw him in uh one of the or first aw things and, and you see him in the promos that he was doing on bt and you're like oh this guy's got something this guy's got something going on and he is from day one has just absolutely been killing it the diamond ring stuff the lashes stuff Uh, he, he's got it all when he's on, I'm paying attention when he's on my screen. I'm looking forward to when he's coming on my TV screen every, every Wednesday, I want to see what he's going to do, what he's going to say. And yeah, pulls out the diamond ring, gets a punch in, wins the match. Um, he's just, he's never had an off day. He's always on top of it. And when you give him something like the ring, you give him a bodyguard, you give him the money, you lean into that side of things. It's awesome. It's still a little weird because we know. Cody is his boss technically and the way they think where the rules work, is still a little weird in kayfabe, but and, and MJF is just knocking everything out of the park. And yeah, you can kind of see that Ric Flair, rich money type of deal and a dirty player. We, we think about Ric Flair now and it's like, it's nostalgia. Oh, you like, you you like it. It's you think back to him cheating and it's, you kind of like the nostalgia of it, but MJF's getting real heat. Like, and that's hard to do. And he has it on 24 seven and it, it, it's, uh, it's been great to see.
1: NXT takeover Saturday. Uh, is there anything on this card that stands out to you that you're like, this is, this is going to be my favorite match of the night. What, where, where's your head at?
0: I mean, I think it's got to be the disputed versus the broserweights. And NXT tag team wrestling is the best wrestling in the world. It's, in, in the takeovers, they kill every single time. They usually start with a tag team match. And it's usually number one or number two match of the night. I, I think that's Riley versus Riddle and Dunn. But, man, this is a good card. Like, Ripley versus Bianca Belair, I think, is going to be great. I think Finn versus Janet Gargano is going to be great. Cole versus Chapa is going to be great. Not sure about Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox, but Keepley and dajakovic Man, this is NXT every time. It's like five, six matches, and every match is. I, 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 I'm expecting the same thing. If I had to pick one, though, I'm gonna go with the tag team match because that always delivers for NXT.
1: That's fair. Um, I think if I had to guess where I come out, um, it's either gonna be Ripley and Belair or Balor, um, Gargano. I think Gargano and Balor are just gonna take the. The house down. I it, but also Air is just so damn good, and Ripley is so damn good that they're they're going to steal the show. Would be my best guess. Um, Cole Champa has the highest probability of not hitting for me. Um,
0: why? I enjoy you... a lot. Wait, say that again. Well, why, why, why do you think that? About why? Why it maybe it may not be great.
1: Champa is a low key okay wrestler. He's not like cole gargano was maybe the like they had maybe the match of like the decade last year yeah and they work so much better like cole is a very good wrestler but champa is like a b-plus wrestler and gargano's a plus balor's a plus ripley's a plus belair's a plus the undisputed era is a plus riddle and pete are a plus um dodjokovic keith lee are a plus chapa's just a b- minus. he's like a he's somewhere in that b zone where he has a character and on the mic he's an a but his actual in-ring work is not the best like he's just and the bar is so high in nxt where it's just like everybody's awesome so when someone's just not an incredible in-ring worker in nxt they just stand out more and champa's best traits are not his wrestling so i think that people are getting really into the storytelling involved in colon champa which is correct but i think the match itself um will not be nearly as good um as maybe people are expecting just because champa's not that good he's he's good he's just not that good
0: i I think with him the biggest thing he does in his matches is is, is not necessarily the, the the work rate itself but it's the you know the, the Gargano ciampa matches were all classics, and there was a lot behind that. Obviously Cole and him don't have as much behind it there, but I think he does a good job of pulling emotional feelings out of matches, and uh, I, I, I think he'll I think he'll be able to do it again. So may, maybe that maybe that um, match becomes the most uh, overachiever of the night. Maybe you're not you're not expecting as much out of it, and then it surprises you.
1: Oh, I would love to be wrong. Love Adam Cole, so I would love, I would love to be wrong about that. But that's just what my gut's telling me. Um, well, we need to go, but uh, this has been great, Chris Vanini. Uh, is there anything we should check out from you this week on theathletic.com? dot com?
0: I just got a lot of stuff on uh, Colorado job opening and some Michigan State stuff, and who's uh, getting the uh, Colorado I, I, job? We'll see. If names to watch could include Steve Sarkeesian or Jim Mora or um, some former Colorado guys. Uh, it, it could go anywhere right now. It's kind of a tough spot. So that's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. When you change, when you change coaches in February, there's your, your pool is a bit different. So yeah, not quite sure, sure. but uh, yeah, go to the athletic.com for all that. Um, if you don't have a subscription, the athletic.com slash free trial, uh, to check it out, we got we cover everything: college football, NFL, MLB, everything. We got a ton on the Astros cheating scandal. We had the first story on in the fall. Um, cover everything you can think of, Go
1: except that, for wrestling. Chris. Except
0: for wrestling, I've been ma- trying to start a pro wrestling vertical, but it hasn't happened.
1: Oh well, it will happen in due time. <laughs> in due time. In due time. Well, Chris, keep up the great work. Good luck on the Colorado coaching search and uh take a weekend off from the mel tucker takes and uh the michigan state fans um just uh rest
0: easy sir bye man take it easy
1: all right that'll do it for today's episode of the chase Thomas podcast thank you uh to the wonderful guests for coming on today's show thank you uh to my wonderful listeners for listening to today's episode Uh, i greatly appreciate it um if you like today's episode leave a five-star rating and a review on apple it would be great Um, it helps the show continue to grow and I would very much appreciate it. Uh, you can also support the show on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash chase Thomas writer. Um, for as little as $5 a month, it helps the show keep the lights on. So that would be a great help to me as well. Uh, you can also follow me on Twitter at chase. Thomas. You could go to chase Thomas podcast.com, which has all of my stuff, all my episodes ever, um, links to everything that you need, um, and all of my writing that uh, I'm doing fairly often these days um, on the NFL, on NBA, on college football, on pro wrestling. I write about everything. I write a lot. um, So go read me on that front. So if you're not tired of listening to me, you can also read me. Um, So that's awesome. But uh, I think that's enough self-promotion from me for one episode. Uh, I hope you continue listening. That would be great. And uh, I will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks, guys.